This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, today is a little bit of a bonus episode, and we haven't done this before, and the circumstances are not very good for the reason why we're doing this. Uh, We're going to be talking about the mass shooting that took place in Christchurch, New Zealand. So uh, I wanted to record this within, you know, just a few days of the attack. Um... But I wanted to let some of the information come out because, you know, the initial reports, sometimes you get initial reports that are fabricated in one way or another. Uh, things seem worse than they are. Things aren't nearly as bad as they actually are. And so I wanted to get there uh, to be a little bit of time in between that. But as we sit right now, uh, this is actually just after midnight Sunday morning. I'm recording this podcast and just basically putting it out immediately. Um, and guys, I guess the easiest way to do this is, is there's so much information out there. So what I just want to do is I uh, found an article on BBC News. I felt like they did a really good job of breaking down what happened. And then we're going to talk about some of the ramifications of that and some things that uh, thinking Christians and men of God, like are the guys that are listening to this, the ways that we should maybe react to this and some things that we should be thinking about. Uh, one thing before I read this, um, I'm I'm going to do what we've seen a lot of a lot of new news organizations doing now. Unfortunately, it's more of the smaller news organizations, not many of the bigger ones. Uh, I'm not going to be reading the killer's name uh, or any of the people involved because there is quite a bit of research coming out now saying that when we glorify or not necessarily glorify, but when we name um, these mass shooters, when we show their manifestos and we show their pictures and when we show their videos, uh, when we do any of things like that, people that are considering mass shootings, it doesn't deter them and actually emboldens them. And so uh, I don't want to do that here for anyone that might be thinking this or uh, anyone that might get their hands on this podcast. So as I read through this, I will just be saying the shooter or the killer or something like that. I will not actually be using the person's name. So I'm just going to read this. It's an article that was posted. um, I guess it was posted today, but it's called Christ Church Shootings, How the Attacks Unfolded. So here we go. 50 people have been killed and another 50 wounded in shootings at two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand, in the deadliest attack in the country's history. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern called it one of New Zealand's darkest days. Here's what we know so far about how the attacks unfolded. The first shooting took place at Al-Nur Mosque in Central Christchurch. A gunman, a gunman using the name, again, we will not use his name, just the shooter, live-streamed footage of his rampage to Facebook, filmed with a head-mounted camera. Footage showed the man armed with semi-automatic weapons firing indiscriminately at men, women, and children from close range inside the mosque. The attacker's head cam footage begins in an industrial estate on Leslie Hills Drive, just west of Al-Nur Mosque. It shows him driving south on the Mandeville Street and Blenheim Roads towards the city center before turning north up Dean's Avenue. He reaches the mosque a few minutes later, pulling the car into an alleyway at the side of the building and turning the car around to park facing Dean's Avenue. The suspect gets out, selects a weapon from the boot of the car, that's the back of the car, and walks to the building where he begins his deadly attack on worshippers inside. This was approximately 1340 local time. 
Six minutes later, he drives along Dean's Avenue around the Botanic Gardens to Beasley Avenue, where his head cam footage cuts out. The second attack then took place a little later, five kilometers away at Linwood Mosque, east of the city center. So here's the uh, kind of a breakdown of the first attack at Al Noor Mosque, where it left 42 dead. By 1411, police confirmed they were attending an evolving situation and schools went into lockdown on a, a few minutes later. At 1430, police confirmed the incident involved a gunman. The head cam images show the gunman passing from room to room, killing as he goes and shooting the wounded from close range. The attacker targeted both the men's and women's prayer rooms. Witnesses told local media they ran for their lives and saw people bleeding on the ground outside the building. There were bodies all over, one man said. And so now the second attack at Linwood Mosque, where eight people were killed, uh, one of whom died in the hospital later from the injuries. There were fewer details about the attack in the Christchurch suburb of Linwood. Survivals told media that they saw a gunman in a black motorcycle helmet open fire on about 100 people praying inside. Police Commissioner Mike Bush described the twin attacks as a very well-planned event. Firearms were recovered from both scenes. Two IEDs, improvised explosive devices, were found in the car and neutralized by the military police set. Australian National, again, the I'm not going to use the guy's name, uh, it was a 28-year-old. He appeared in court on Christchurch a day later charged with murder. The New Zealand resident ha- was remanded in custody. A man with the same name appears to have published a manifesto before the attack outlining his intentions. He identified himself as a 28-year-old Australian citizen and espoused far-right and anti-immigrant ideal ideology. Two other men and one woman were detained nearby and firearms seized. Officers are investigating whether they are involved. Okay, so a couple of other things that I'd like to add to the information here. So the gunman actually had a bunch of names written on the semi-automatic weapon that he was using. It was an assault rifle of some kind. Um, and there were some of these names that were, you know, like PewDiePie from YouTube. And like uh, there were people that were named in the manifesto. The thing that seemed very clear about this individual, um, the manifesto that he posted out there um He's trying to just gin some stuff up because in one place he'll say things that are for a certain political character or political person. And then just a sentence or two later, he'll say something against that person. So we, we don't know if he has like an exact ideology, but we can say with with pretty uh a pretty good amount of uh, assurance that this individual was a white supremacist that had white supremacist ideology and was acting out on it. Um the video actually went viral again. It was about a 17 minute long video, if I can recall correctly, that uh, he was live streaming to Facebook. And of course, it went to Twitter and Instagram and it's all over the place. And those organizations, uh, to their credit, have done all that they can to get those videos gone. But unfortunately, they didn't recognize what was happening with the video until it was too late, until it had been copied and pasted pretty much everywhere. Um, and to be honest with you guys, I actually did watch the first part of the first video where it was the attack of him at the original mosque and uh, this guy was just kind of talking to himself you know laughing um it was absolutely brutal it was absolutely gruesome um again i i don't know why i watch it i don't know that i would suggest that you guys watch it uh, again i i don't really turn away from depravity uh and sinful things that we see in human beings it's just not something that uh i think we should look away from uh, i but i honestly don't know what it added to my life to watch what this person did but it i guess it is it is good to know even from a defensive standpoint kind of how this person operated because he literally just walked right through the front doors with a um with an ar-15 it was either an ar-15 or an ak-47 
27. I couldn't I, I couldn't remember from the video, but he just had it just walking right right in front of him. He was just walking right in with it and then just started shooting people. He literally was systematic. He would leave and go into the hallway and uh, put a new magazine into his gun whenever he needed to reload. And then he would come back in and he would systematically kill people. Um, just absolutely, absolutely brutal. Um, I, I guess at this point, after talking about enough, I don't know that I would suggest that you guys watch it. I mean, it's it's as bad as you could possibly imagine. Um, but there, there's a few quick thoughts. This will not be a long podcast, guys. Uh, but there are a few quick thoughts that have basically hit me since this happened. And so I want to go ahead and share those with you here. I, I guess the first thought is an attack on any group of religious people uh, while they're observing their religious ceremonies is especially troubling. And so uh, the thing about it is, is this just so happened to be a group of Muslims, but there are plenty of people on this planet that hate people of all religions. There are people that hate Christians, they hate Sikhs, they hate Muslims, they hate Hindus, they hate, you know, just, just pick a religion, Jews. I mean, there, there's just people to hate out there. So there are groups of people that will hate those people. Um, and typically those people like to, uh, display their hate. Some of them use words. Some of them, uh, use things that they write online. Some of them will use their fists. Other people use bullets. And so, um, but it's just something different. It's just a whole different brand, uh, of something to see, you know, see people attacked while they were, uh, worshiping, uh, in the way that they chose to worship. Um, a second thought would be, um, if this didn't hit you that hard when you heard about it, um, because it was Muslims that were massacred, you need to check yourself. Okay. Cause I've, I've heard some things and I've seen some things so far, um, that were like, Oh, well, I wonder how they feel now being on the other side of this. Um, and those are pretty disturbing to, to hear people think, uh, to, to talk about that because these are 50 innocent people, men, women, and children that were absolutely massacred. You might disagree with, uh, how they worship or, or who they worship or how they go about certain things. But the, the idea that, oh, well now the shoes on the other foot. Uh, so I wonder how it tastes, uh, from their perspective now, that's an especially egregious and gross thing to think. So, uh, again, for any of you guys that are thinking that right now, if, if maybe this didn't hit you as hard as the, you know, the, the church shooting from Texas or something like that, because it wasn't Christians, uh, I just don't really know what else to say uh, to you other than that's incredibly disappointing and you're a gross person for thinking something like that. Um, another thought here would be, um, if you immediately went political with your reaction, you also need to check yourself. So we got your are very atypical, uh, very much expected reactions from certain people like, oh, we, you know, this is a gun problem or, oh, you know, this is a white supremacist problem or, oh, Donald Trump's responsible for this or, oh, Fox News is responsible for this. The NRA is responsible for this somehow. Um, but to, to be real, the, the gun laws in New Zealand are incredibly restrictive. Um, so. This is not a country that has a whole lot of gun violence. I think the statistics last year, there were like 35 people total that were murdered in New Zealand last year. And not all of those were, were using a gun. And so, uh, but everyone just has their quick political take, right? Like that, that's what they, they, they kind of need to just get, to get out there, right? Be, get it to their followers. They got a blue check mark by their name. And so they got to throw some sort of pithy political statement out there. Gosh, for the love of God, now is not that time, guys. I mean, this is... This is horrible. This is one of the worst mass shootings that we've ever seen. We've ever seen, you know, done by a civilian in any country in any circumstances. Like, you want to give it maybe 48 hours, maybe 72 hours before you start throwing out your political, you know, ideological phrases. Let's just save it maybe for a little bit. Um, and another thought that came to mind, and because we saw people basically rush to do this, if you mock quote unquote thoughts and prayers right now, go screw yourself. 
So AOC, or otherwise known as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she is a House member, a Democratic House member from the state of New York. Uh, She's an all-around village idiot. But here's something that she decided to tweet basically right after this shooting. So here we go. At first, I thought of saying, imagine being told your house of faith isn't safe anymore. But I couldn't say, imagine, because of Charleston, Pittsburgh, Sutherland Hills. What good are your thoughts and prayers when you don't even keep the pews safe? What an evil, just horrific cunt she is. Like, honestly, that that was the first thing that came to her mind. Good grief. I'm, I'm so ecstatic. She's been ripped up and down for this. And the thing is that she kind of doubled down, but also tried to walk it back a tweet or two later because she was just getting destroyed for it. She basically insinuated that the phrase thoughts and prayers was made up by the NRA, the National Rifle Association. How stupid of a person do you have to be to say something so inane and so moronic? The NRA came up with thoughts and prayers? Really? Just unbelievable. Just absolutely unbelievable. So again, if you're one of those people, like I, it's so, it's so hard to even come up with something to say to you because it, it, the, the level of understanding and the level of neurons basically firing in your brain at the same time have to be so low for you to be able to think and actually say something like that. It would be a, a complete waste of my time to even address you. It's just insane. A, uh, another quick thought here. If you aren't left of bang while at church, um, you are a sheep. So just phraseology here, you know, left of bang, that's basically a, a right of bang is, okay, after a shooting has happened or after the bomb has gone off, right? Left of bang is all the things that happen before something goes down. Right. Because typically these these shootings or these bombings or things like that, these attacks, they don't just fall out of the sky. There are signals and there are signs if you're paying attention. Okay. So the reality is, is so many people that walk through the churches in America, even in, you know, cities and towns and states where, you know, there's a lot of guns in the room, probably most people are just kind of walking around, not paying any attention. They're not paying attention to the exits. They're not paying attention to the person that sat down next to them. They're not paying attention to the person that walked in a little bit late. They're just oblivious to everything. And again, as we know from on combat, you're either a sheep, a wolf or a sheepdog. And Unfortunately, the majority of the people that get killed in these type of mass shooting events are sheep. These are people that just absolutely freeze up uh, and they don't exactly know what to do. Uh, I saw a video the other day of, uh, I think this was a week or two ago, where there was a a school shooting in Brazil. I think there were eight or nine uh, young people that were killed. But basically, the, the, the shooter, the killer, walked into the lobby, pulled a gun out of his waistband, and just started shooting people. Uh, and there was some sort of a, a signal or an alarm that went off because basically anybody that would kind of come through this area, he would shoot them. And I think he had like a hook or some sort of a, a knife or something like that that he was like stabbing people with and hooking people with as they were kind of coming through. But the video was especially crazy because he's standing there in the middle and then all of a sudden we see dozens and dozens and dozens of students that are running for the door. They're, they're literally running right past this guy who's waving around a gun and a knife. And again, I, I'm, I'm certainly not dogging on these kids and I'm not getting on them. But at that point, if two or three of those students turned and attacked uh, the, the, that person or basically confronted that person, um, it would have saved several lives. But they were all in that moment of, of sheer terror, right? They were, they were acting as a sheep. They, they, weren't, they weren't mentally prepared 
to go after this guy to try and stop him. Okay. Because here's the thing, uh, and this, I guess, gets into the last point here, which is you have to be prepared to fight back and stop those that intend to do evil. Um, this is part of the reason why I conceal carry. This is part of the reason why I also carry a knife. This is part of the reason why I train jujitsu. And I train those things not only because they can be hobbies and, and they can be fun. I train to be lethal. I mean, honestly, that, that's what I'm training to do. I'm training to be lethal with every weapon system that's at my disposal. And if there is not a weapon system directly at my disposal, then, you know, it's something that I want to be able to make do with. So if I don't have a gun or a knife or anything else, and I have to use a chair or a stool or a book or something like that, you just do what you can. But it's a lot about the mindset. And I'm, I'm really concerned for people in America that walk into a place of worship, which we've obviously seen around the world is, is not the safest place in America. And they just walk in oblivious to everything and they're not prepared to fight back. And I I just don't really know what to say to these individuals, but I'm talking to y'all right now. I've at least got part of your attention right now. And so this is what I would say to you guys is you have to be left of bang when at church, especially when at church. Because, I mean, you should be left a bang at the post office, at Walmart, at, you know, your kid's soccer game or whatever the thing is. You, you need to be left a bang at all times, but especially at church. Because, we're, I mean, we're sitting ducks at church. And if you think about it, think about your church. I don't even know what church you go to, but I can pretty much guarantee you there are one or two main entrances or exits. I mean, I used to attend a, a massive, massive church here in Edmond, Oklahoma. There are basically four exits. One on either side and two in the back. And I just remember thinking, when even when I was helping on the security team, I remember thinking, man, if I walked in here with a serious weapon system, like, it would be, it'd be literally like shooting fish in a barrel. No, I mean, no one would be able to stop me. I could put myself in a corner where nobody could literally get to me, and these people would literally be, you know, trampling each other just to get out. Most churches, and then you have these old school churches where there's one entrance and one exit, and it's in the very, very back. So, again, it's it's hard. It's hard even thinking through these scenarios. And I know for some of you guys, you don't really have that mindset. It's kind of an ignorance is bliss type of thing. And I'm the weirdo that stays up late at night running scenarios of if somebody breaks in this side of the house, what do I do? And if someone breaks in, you know, to this window, which gun am I going to grab first? Like those types of things. But <clears throat> that's just part of being prepared. That's part of having the the right mindset. It's having that sheepdog mindset that you're you're going to be prepared to do what you need to do. And, and the reason why I say that, guys, is because this massacre that happened in New Zealand could have been a whole lot worse. But apparently, and there's not a whole lot of information out there right now about that, but apparently there was a good guy with a gun near or at that second mosque who returned fire against against the shooter, basically stopping him. And it allowed the the police to catch up with him and eventually catch this guy and arrest him. And so, again, we don't know anything about this second, uh, about this good guy with a gun, but we don't know if this was, you know, just the second of multiple mosques thereafter that he was going to go to. Let, let's say that he was just going to indiscriminately walk room to room in the second mosque. Maybe there's 100, 150 people dead now. And then what if he had plans to go to a third mosque, fourth mosque, fifth, fifth mosque? What if he was, you know, planning to go into a synagogue or a church there? I mean, those are certainly things that could have happened. But there was a good guy with a gun. And so for those of you in America that are listening to this, please start training. 
start training with a weapon system, uh, start training your body, start training your mind to, to be prepared to launch into those different situations. And, um, you know what, I'll, I'll just leave it there. Uh, we, we talked about it a lot. Um, and, and guys, you know, we're going to be back on our normal schedule after this. I know this is kind of a somber podcast. We're not going to do a quick resilience boost or any type of outro or anything like that, but I, I do just want to leave a message for anyone in New Zealand. Um, uh, that, that might listen to this or, or might see this, or you might have a Kiwi that that's, that's close to you. Uh, there's a phrase that is used in New Zealand. It's Kia Kaha. So that's K I A, uh, K A H A two, two words there, Kia Kaha, but it's a Maori phrase and the, the Maori are the indigenous Polynesian, uh, people of New Zealand, but it's basically an affirmative statement that means stay strong. Um, and especially Christchurch, I mean that that city has gone through so much with with earthquakes and um, just uh, just really bad things have happened there. And then now this, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a it's a city without that many people. It's a country without that many people. And even for you know as small of a city as Christchurch to have felt this much pain and tragedy, it's it's absolutely ridiculous and it's crazy and it's just really hard, you know. So this is our message from Undaunted Life to anyone listening to this podcast, especially those. Uh, that are in New Zealand, Kia Kaha, New Zealand, stay strong. We're here with you. Uh, certainly the world is going to give you their sympathy and their prayers right now. And uh, we will certainly do the same.